the Supreme Court rules that federal law protects LGBTQ workers from discrimination. I'm Brittany Schweitzer, and this is Calling BS. Hello and welcome back. On today's episode, I am going to go through the history of LGBTQ civil rights movement. I'll be hitting as many key things as possible, so there might be some things in history that I miss unintentionally, but we're going to get started on 1924. In 1924, the Society for Human Rights is founded by Henry Gerber in Chicago. It is the first documented gay rights organization. Soon after its funding, the society disbands due to political pressure. And so in 1924, it's just the first documented gay rights organization. There could have been some prior, but from my research, I could not find anything else. 1924 is as early as the gay rights movement starts. In 1950, the Mattachin Society, which I'm probably not saying that right, is formed by activist Harry Hay and is one of the first sustained gay rights groups in the United States. The society focuses on social acceptance and other support for homosexuality. It also aims to eliminate discrimination, derision, prejudice, and bigotry, to assimilate homosexuals into mainstream society, and to cultivate the notion of an ethical homosexual culture. By December of 15th of 1950, the Senate report titled Employment of Homosexuals and Other Sex Perverts in Government is distributed to members of Congress after the federal government had covertly investigated employees' sexual orientation at the beginning of the Cold War. The report states that states since homosexuality is a mental illness, homosexuals constitute security risk to the nation because those who engage in over- those who engage in overt acts of pervasion lack the emotional stability of normal pe- persons. Over the previous years, more than 4,380 gay men and women have been discharged from the military and around 500 fired from their jobs with the government. The purging will become known as the Lavender Scare. In April of 1952, the American Psychiatric Association Diagnostic Manual lists homosexuality as a psychopathic personality disturbance. Oh my god. By April 27th of 1950 of 1953, President Dwight D. Eisenhower signs an executive order that bans homosexuals from working for the federal government, saying they are a security risk. Didn't know we were such high risk there. In September of 1955, the first known lesbian rights organization in the United States forms in San Francisco. It was called the Daughters of Bilitis D.O.B. They host they hosted private social functions, fearing police raids, threats of violence, and discrimination in bars and clubs. On January 13, 1958, it was the landmark case One Inc. vs. Olson. The United States Supreme Court rules in favor of the First Amendment rights of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender LGBT magazine, one, the homosexual magazine. 
The suit was filed after the U.S. Postal Service and FBI declared the magazine obscene material, and it marks the first time the United States Supreme Court rules in favor of homosexuals. By July 1961, Illinois becomes a first state to decriminalize homosexuality by repealing their sodomy laws. September 11th of 1961, that was the first U.S. televised documentary about homosexuality that aired on a local station in California. July 4th of 1965, at Independence Hall in Philadelphia, picketers began staging the first reminder day to call public attention to the lack of civil rights for LGBT people. The gatherings continued annually for five years. By August of 1966, after transgender customers become raucous in a 24-hour San Francisco cafeteria, management calls police. When a police officer manhandles one of the patrons, she throws coffee in his face and a riot ensues, eventually spilling out onto the street, destroying police and public property. Following the riot, activists established the National Transsexual Counseling Unit, the first peer-run support and advocacy organization in the world. And here's the big year. June 28, 1969, patrons of the Stonewall Inn and Greenwich Village riot when police officers attempt to raid the popular gay bar around 1 a.m. Since its establishment in 1967, the bar had been frequently raided by police officers trying to clean up the neighborhood of sexual deviance. Angry gay youths clashed with aggressive police officers in the streets, leading to a three-day riot during which thousands of protesters received only minimal local news coverage. Nonetheless, the event will be credited with reigniting the fire behind America's modern LGBT rights movement. So, June 28th of 1970, that was the one-year anniversary of Stonewall Riots. Following the event, thousands of members of the LGBT community marched through New York into Central Park in what will be considered America's first gay pride parade. This event is named Christopher Street Liberation Day and is now considered the first gay pride parade. In the coming decades, the annual gay pride parade will spread to dozens of countries around the world. Moving on to January 1st of 1973, Maryland becomes the first state to statutorily ban same-sex marriage. On December 15, 1973, the Board of American Psychiatric Association votes to remove homosexuality from its list of mental illnesses. Woohoo! Finally moving forward. In January of 1974, Kathy, and I'm probably going to butcher her name, it's Kazakinko, Kazinko, becomes the first openly gay American elected to public office when she wins a seat at on the Ann Arbor, Michigan City Council. In 1974, Elaine Noble is the first openly gay candidate elected to a state office when she is elected to Massachusetts State Legislature. On January 14, 1975, the first federal gay rights bill is introduced to address discrimination based on sexual orientation. The bill later goes to the Judiciary Committee, but is never brought for consideration. In March of 1975, 
Technical Sergeant Leonard P. Matlovich reveals his sexual orientation to his commanding officer and forcefully discharged from the Air Force six months later. Matlovich is a Vietnam War veteran and was awarded both a Purple Heart and Bronze Heart. In 1980, the Court of Appeals rules that the dismissal was improper. Matlovich is awarded his back pay and a retroactive promotion. By 1976, after undergoing gender reassignment surgery in 1975, ophthalmologist and professional tennis player Renee Richards is banned from competing in the Women's U.S. Open because of a woman-born-women rule. Richards challenges the decision, and in 1977, the New York Supreme Court rules in her favor. Richards competes in the 1977 U.S. Open but is defeated in the first round by Virginia Wade. January 9th, 1978, Harvey Milk is inaugurated as San Francisco's city supervisor and is the first openly gay man to be elected to a political office in California. In November, Milk and Mayor George Mascone are murdered by Dan White, who had recently resigned from the San Francisco board position and wanted Mascone to reappoint him. White later serves just over five years in prison for voluntary manslaughter. In 1978, the rainbow flag was created. It was inspired by milk to develop a symbol of pride and hope for the LGBTQ community. Gilbert Baker designs and stitches together the first rainbow flag. On October 14, 1979, the first National March on Washington for Lesbian and Gay Rights takes place. It draws an estimated 75,000 to 125,000 individuals marching for LGBTQ rights. On March 2, 1982, Wisconsin becomes the first state to outlaw discrimination based on sexual orientation. Later on in 1983, Lambda Legal wins People vs. West 12 Tenants Corp., the first HIV-AIDS discrimination lawsuit. Neighbors attempted to evict Dr. Joseph Sanabend, Sanabend from the building because he was treating HIV-positive patients. Like, geez, let the man take care of people. By March 10th of 1987, AIDS Advocacy Group, ACT UP, the AIDS Coalition to Unleash Power, is formed in response to the devastating effects the disease has had on the gay and lesbian community in New York. The group holds demonstrations against the pharmaceutical companies profiting from AIDS-related drugs, well as lack of AIDS policies protecting patients from outrageous prescription prices. On October 11th of 1987, hundreds of thousand activists take part in the National March on Washington to demand that President Ronald Reagan addresses the AIDS crisis. Although AIDS has been reported first in 1981, it is not until the end of his presidency that Reagan speaks publicly about the epidemic. About May through June of 1988, the CDC mails a brochure understanding AIDS to every household in the U.S. Approximately 107 million brochures were mailed during that time period. By December 1st of 1988, the World Health Organization organizes the first World AIDS Day to raise awareness of the spreading pandemic. 
On August 18th of 1990, President George Bush signs the Ryan White Care Act, a federally funded program for people living with AIDS. Ryan White was an Indiana teenager that contracted AIDS in 1984 through a tainted hemophilia treatment. After being barred from attending school because of his HIV-positive status, Ryan White becomes a well-known activist for AIDS research and anti-discrimination. By 1991, the red ribbon is adopted as a symbol of awareness and compassion for those living with HIV and AIDS. This is created by the New York-based Visual Aids. November 30th of 1993, President Bill Clinton signs a military policy directive that prohibits openly gay and lesbian Americans from serving in the military, but also prohibits the harassment of closeted homosexuals. The policy is known as Don't Ask, Don't Tell. In November of 1995, the Hate Crime Sentencing and Enhancement Act goes into effect. And as part of the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act of 1994, the law allows a judge to impose harsher sentences if there is evidence showing that a victim was selected because of the actual or perceived race, color, religion, national or- origin, ethnicity, gender, disability, or sexual orientation of any person. By September 21st of 1966, President Clinton signs the Defense of Marriage Act, banning federal recognition of same-sex marriage and defining marriage as a legal union between one man and one woman as husband and wife. By December 3rd, 1966, Hawaii's judge changed change rules that the state does not have a legal right to deprive same-sex couples of the right to marry, making Hawaii the first state to recognize that gay and lesbian couples are entitled to the same privileges as heterosexual married couples. Woohoo, Hawaii, you own it. By April of 1997, comedian Ellen DeGeneres comes out as a lesbian on the cover of Time magazine, stating, yep, I'm gay. In that same month of 1997, DeGeneres' character Ellen Morgan on her self-entitled TV series, Ellen, becomes the first leading character to come out on primetime network television show. On April 1st, 1998, Martin Luther King Jr.'s widow, Coretta Scott King, asked the civil rights community to help the effort to extinguish homophobia. October 6th through the 7th of 1998, a young man named Matthew Shepard is tied to a fence and beaten near Laramie, Wyoming. He is eventually found by a cyclist who initially mistakes him for a scarecrow. He later dies to his injuries sustained in the beating. On October 9th of 1998, Russell Henderson and Aaron McKinney from Laramie, Wyoming, make their first court appearance after being arrested for the attempted murder of Shepard. Eventually, they receive two life sentences for killing Shepard. On April 26th of 2000, Vermont becomes the first state in the U.S. to legalize civil unions and registered partnerships between same-sex couples. And June 26th of 2003, in Lawrence v. Texas, in the U.S. Supreme Court rules 
that sodomy laws in the U.S. are unconstitutional. May 17th of 2004, the first legal same-sex marriage in the United States takes place in Massachusetts. September 6, 2005, the California legislator became, becomes the first to pass a bill allowing marriage between same-sex couples, and Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger vetoes that bill. On October 25th of 2006, the New Jersey Supreme Court rules that state lawmakers must provide the states and benefits of marriage to gay and lesbian couples. On August 9, 2007, sponsored by the Human Rights Campaign, the Logo Cable Channel hosts the first American presidential forum focusing specifically on LGBT issues, inviting each presidential candidate. Six Democrats participate in the forum, including Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, while all Republican candidates decline. May 15, 2008, the California Supreme Court rules in marriage in marriage cases that limiting marriage to opposite-sex couples is unconstitutional. November 4, 2008, voters approved Proposition 8 in California, which makes same-sex marriage illegal. The proposition is later found to be unconstitutional by a federal judge. On August 12, 2009, Milk is awarded the Medal of Freedom by President Barack Obama. On October 28, 2009, Obama signs the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act into law. June 24, 2011, New York State passes the Marriage Equity Act, becoming the largest state thus far to legalize gay marriage. In September 20th of 2011, the Don't Ask, Don't Tell is, re is repealed, allowing gay men and lesbians from serving openly in the military. May 9th of 2012, in an, L in an ABC interview, Obama becomes the first sitting U.S. president to publicly support the freedom of LGBTQ couples to marry. September 4th of 2012, the Democratic Party becomes the first major U.S. political party in history to publicly support same-sex marriage on a national platform at the Democratic National Convention. November 6th of 2012, Tammy Baldwin becomes the first openly gay politician and the first Wisconsin woman to be elected to the U.S. Senate. June 26 of 2013, in United States v. Windsor, the U.S. Supreme Court strikes down Section 3 of the Defense of Marriage Act, ruling that legally married same-sex couples are entitled to federal benefits. The High Court also dismisses a case involving California's Proposition 8. October 6 of 2014, the United States Supreme Court denies review in five different marriage cases, allowing lower court rulings to stand, and therefore allowing same-sex couples to marry in Utah, Oklahoma, Virginia, Indiana, Wisconsin. The decision opens the doors to their right to marry in Colorado, Kansas, North Carolina, South Carolina, West Virginia, and Wyoming.
on June 26, 2015, with a 5-4 to four decision in Obergfell v. Hodges, the U.S. Supreme Court declares same-sex marriage legal in all 50 states. July 27th of 2015, Boy Scouts of America President Robert Gates announces the National Executive Board ratified a resolution removing the national restriction on openly gay leaders and employees. May 17th, 2016, the Senate confirms Eric Fanning to be Secretary of the Army, making him the first openly gay Secretary of the U.S. Military Branch. Fanning previously served as Defense Secretary Carter's Chief of Staff and also served as Undersecretary of the Air Force and Deputy Undersecretary of the Navy. June 24th of 2016, Obama announces the designation of the first national monument to lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender LGBTQ rights. The Stonewall National Monument will encompass Christopher Park, the Stonewall Inn, and the surrounding streets and sidewalks that were the sites of the 1969 Stonewall Uprising. June 30th of 2016, Secretary of Defense Carter announces that the Pentagon is lifting the ban on transgender people serving openly in the U.S. military. Between August 5th through the 21st of 2016, a record number of out athletes compete in the Summer Olympic Games in Rio de Janeiro. The Human Rights Campaign estimates that there were... There are at least 41 openly lesbian, gay, and bisexual Olympians, up from 23 that participated in London of 2000, in 2012. November 9th of 2016, Kate Brown is sworn in as a governor of Oregon a day after she was officially elected to the office. Brown becomes the highest-ranking LGBTQ person elected in the office in the United States. Brown took over the governorship in February of 2016 without an election after Democrat John Kitzerber resigned and missed a criminal investigation. By April 4th of 2017, the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals rules that Civil Rights Act prohibits workplace discrimination against LGBTQ employees after Kimberly Hively sues Ivy Tech Community College for violating Title Seven of the Act by denying her employment. June 27th of 2017, the District of Columbia residents can now choose a gender-neutral option on their driver's license. And June 30th of 2017, the U.S. Department of Defense announces a six-month delay in allowing transgender individuals to enlist in the United States military. Approximately a month later, President Donald Trump announces via Twitter that the United States government will not accept or allow transgender individuals to serve in any capacity in the U.S. military. By November 7th of 2017, Virginia voters elect the state's first openly transgender candidate to the Virginia House of Delegates. 
Danica Rome unseats incumbent delegate Bob Marshall, who had been elected 13 times over 26 years. Rome becomes the first openly transgender candidate elected to a state legislature in American history. February 26, 2018, the Pentagon confirms that the first transgender person has signed a contract to join the U.S. military. March 4th of 2018, Daniela Viga, the star of Oscar-winning foreign film, A Fantastic Woman, becomes the first openly transgender presenter in the Academy Awards. March 23rd of 2018, the Trump administration announces a new policy that bans most transgender people from serving in the military. After several court battles, the Supreme Court allows the ban to go into effect in January of 2019. November 6th of 2018, Democratic U.S. Representative Jared Polis wins the Colorado governor's race, becoming the nation's first openly gay man to be elected governor. June 30th of 2019, New York Governor Andrew Camuno signs a law banning the use of the so-called gay and trans panic legal defense strategy. The tactics ask a jury to find that a victim's sexual orientation or gendered identity is to blame for a defendant's violent reaction. New York follows California, Rhode Island, Illinois, Nevada, and Connecticut as the sixth state to pass such a law. September 22, 2019, Bill Porter becomes the first openly gay black man to win the Emmy for the Best Lead Actor in Drama Series. February 10, 2020, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals upholds a ruling that the state of Idaho must provide gender confirmation surgery for Adri Edmo, an inmate in the custody of the Idaho Department of Corrections. The ruling marks the first time a federal appeals court has ruled that the state must provide gender assignment surgery to an incarcerated person. According to the court opinion, the gender confirmation surgery was medically necessary for Edmo and ordered the state to provide the surgery. Idaho Governor Brad Little said in writing statement, We will vigorously litigate the Ninth Circuit's unprecedented ruling in the Supreme Court because the taxpayers of Idaho should not have to pay for the procedure that is not medically necessary. And here we come to June 15th of 2020. The Supreme Court rules that federal law protects LGBTQ workers from discrimination. The landmark ruling extends protections to millions of workers nationwide and is a defeat for the Trump administration, which argued that the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act that bars discrimination based on sex did not extend to claims of gender identity and sexual orientation. Woo! Let's see. So we're thinking 1924 is when the first thing I mentioned, when there was a first documented organization to here we are 2020, almost 100 years later, and we are just now getting a law through to not discriminate against the LGBTQ workers in the workplace. 
people could literally fire people just because of their sexual orientation. We have come a long, long way in a hundred years. And like I said, this is what I just found through research was all of this stuff. So there could have been stuff prior to 1924. I just couldn't find it. There's been a lot of change in the world. A lot, some negative, some positive. And unfortunately, we're still on that battle. Not not just for LGBTQ. So stand up for what you believe in. Stick to your guts. Know what's right. Know what's wrong. And respect one another. The fact that people don't have respect is sad at this point. It's Pride Month, so that's why I decided to do this do this brief history and just kind of talk through, you know, key milestones, but also just just to hit things that happen within the workplace as well. It's not just same-sex marriage, it becomes legal. Like, there's a lot of things that happen within work. Even the military, that they banned, they banned LGBTQ people to be in the army, and then they still banned transgender people and are finally coming to the point where, okay, like, we're all people. We're all human. We all deserve to work and do what we want to do. There's just some people that are fighting you on it. Just remember that love is love. And we all deserve that. And we all deserve love. It's Pride Month. As the month of June progresses, I have been selecting different nonprofits to donate to. These nonprofits are showing up on the Calling BS Facebook and Instagram stories so you can donate. There are a lot of these nonprofits that are supporting the LGBTQ community as well as the black community. So don't be afraid to show your support by donating if you don't know how else to show it. Love is love, and that is what June is all about. Also, for the month of June, I will have an episode out every week, so stay tuned for an interview next week. I'm going to have a very special guest of mine come on sometime this month. Also, like and subscribe to Calling BS Podcasts on Facebook and Instagram to stay informed. And if you have a story to share, please go to imcallingbs.com and submit your story there. I would love to share your words and promote your story in any way, form, or fashion. When you submit your story online, you can tell me if you want it to be anonymous. You can tell me if you want to actually do an interview with me. I am here to be your voice if you cannot be your own voice. I'm here to support you in the LGBTQ community. Have a great day, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you.